You are listening to the forecast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. These are the games, you know, those games we hate but can't live without. Fueled by a passion, by an obsession. It's raw intensity, history, passion, suffering, relief. Lose, unthinkable, but victory, victory means everything. It's more than 90 minutes, more than three points, more than this one game. It's born within. This is true rivalry. I prefer not to speak. Why are we here? When you come with that question, it's because you know. No! Always when I say something, you make like this. The game plan is to be parking the bus. That's how you understand football. You work really in sports. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. He spoke when about this? He spoke last night after the game. He seemed to feel that football officials said to him that he wouldn't sit down. I heard things about this before too. Oh. And what's not the problem? Okay, that, but uh, uh, because about uh, okay now and start. Yeah, um, the, one, the one to speak about it in a specific way, I think, has to be Jurgen. And uh, if I was one of you, I would ask him about his comments. About one one year ago, not speaking specifically about that case because uh, in Liverpool they do what they want to do, and I am nobody to to comment to comment what they do. The reality is that uh, if they think that the player is the right player for them and they really want the player or they pay this amount or they don't have the player because that's the way the market the market Welcome to The Forecast. The Forecast is an official podcast of four fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresight. That's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com. A great international community of Reds. Where do we go now? Where do we go 
Well, we know where we're going. We are headed to the old toilet. It's Manchester United versus Liverpool, and we are previewing this game on the show. Thank you for joining me. My name is Joe, and once again, I am not alone. Say hi. Joining me, Critty Smith. How's it going, Joe? How are you doing tonight? I am very, very good. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's going to be a two-man, uh, two-man boat. We're going to be uh, paddling left and right, so let's coordinate, shall we? <laughs> Definitely. Let's do it. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Okay, now, um, lots of um, uh, excitement um, after um, Liverpool qualified for the quarterfinals of the Champions League after nine years, um, and rightly so. Um, European royalty is back now in the latter stages of a competition that we have absolutely fantastic pedigree in. But um, guess what? Um, let's switch our eyes and our thoughts and our mind right now to what is probably, in my opinion, again, just my opinion, the biggest game, the most definitive game of the season for us. I'm not sure whether you would agree with me on this one, but I just see this as going to be an important game um, uh, this uh, weekend. What are your thoughts on this, just to kick it off? Absolutely the biggest game of the season. Actually, doing an article for our site, yep. uh, Four Fields of Anfield Road, foresight.com, yep. right now, where I say this is the biggest game of the season. And yep. It's not so. It, it, it's not for the title. It's not. It's it, you know Manchester City's run away with that. But what it is for yeah. is momentum and a psychological advantage for the rest of the season going forward and yeah. something to look forward to next season. Because the winner of this game yeah. could, I could easily see hoisting the Premier League trophy at the end of the 2018-19 season. Yeah. This is a huge momentum bump. It puts uh, either a five-point buffer for Manchester United over Liverpool for yeah. second place. Or finally, Liverpool, after a match day, not we have taken second place before. We were second place going into the Crystal Palace match, yeah. but lost it again because of an unfortunate second half that uh, Manchester United pulled that, pulled that match out of their ass, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but we will then be uh, points ahead in second place. Mm -hmm. And just to see Liverpool ahead of Manchester United in the table after a match day, which I can't remember... That's 2013 14 is the last mm -hmm. time that that's happened, you know, on a regular basis yep. where it actually mattered. That yep. is a huge, uh, a huge, uh, uh, challenge for Liverpool, but also a huge accomplishment if they can get it done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, remember a couple of shows ago, maybe, uh, two shows ago or three shows ago, um, there was one segment, um, remember which one that was now, but, but there was once, uh, well, there was one segment where we were talking about this game, uh, even then. Um, and I said, you know, this, okay, we were talking about whether is it, whether was it important if Liverpool finished second? Okay, we were talking about that. Uh, I think you won the show as well. And we were, yes, we said, oh, yes, yeah. I remember that. And, and, and I said that this game, this game, this weekend, that's the game that will decide probably who finishes second. Now, again, I, I, this is just my own, own opinion. Um, you know, it could be that it's, it's just another game. Of course, it's just another game. Well, it's not another game, is it? It's Manchester United. There's so much history, so much rivalry, so much 
frustration so much bitterness so much you know all this angst and all this stuff that's all been there but um you know it's really going to be between us and manchester united not no disrespect to spurs who are only two points ahead behind us on 58 we're on 60 united are on 62 okay um all to play for i think safely we will finish in the top four fingers crossed touching every wooden thing that's in my sight at the moment but i think we'll safely finish top four really people want us to finish second right that's important yeah yeah so i think for second without say again without meaning any disrespect to spurs i think it's going to be between us and united um would you yes agree that, uh, so so let's let, let's focus on that for a second yeah. because they're 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 we okay as far as spurs go they are now the first uh decisive Premier League side to not make the quarterfinals of the Champions League. They were eliminated right. today Correct. after leading Juventus. Yeah. They allow Juventus to come back at Wembley to beat them. Um, and, I mean, you know, that's that's shameful because Tottenham at home are basically, I mean, we saw what they did to like Borussia Dortmund. We saw what they did to Real Madrid, but mm-hmm. they can't close out Juventus. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, that they, they themselves will finish in the top four. I believe they will hold off Chelsea, but they're not in, I don't think they're going to be in consideration for the top three uh, coming into the season. But let's talk about United and Liverpool. Wait, sorry, uh, hold on, hold on. Just, just to interrupt you very briefly, I'm sorry for this. Yeah. So does this mean then that that actually we shouldn't rule them out because they are not out of the Champions League, the one competition less, they could focus, focus the attention and the resources towards ensuring um, the top four finish. And since they're only two points behind us, Um, you know, they could be in the mix as well. I mean, I'm just scanning through. I'm just scanning through the remainders. They still have to play. They still have to play Chelsea. They still, you know, they still have to play Chelsea and they still have to play City. But um, um, yeah, so they've got some fixtures coming right up. So maybe it's unfair to on my heart, on my part to 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 them up. Okay, I'm I, sorry I'm to not, interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to to, and I'm not trying to get on the Tottenham. Uh, train, but yeah. I, I don't think I think I don't think that they lack they lack the consistency of Liverpool. Liverpool are the second most consecutive uh, second most consistent side in the Premier yeah. League mm-hmm. since since the Christmas season. Yeah, um, they are the only side to beat Manchester City this season. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Point blank range, and I'm not talking about that Basel stuff that happened today. That 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 doesn't count. They were already through. They they threw that game away like you know it didn't matter because it didn't matter. Yeah, uh, in the league. Manchester City has one blemish on their record, and yeah. that is to Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, Tottenham, um, they have five losses this season. They are not as consistent a side. And, and, and Liverpool, really, if you look at it, a lot of those draws, a lot, of, and, 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 mo- and two of their three losses came October or before. Okay. Since October, in the league, we are essentially unbeaten minus one poor performance in Wales. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's why Liverpool will finish in the top three. It's why, yeah. and I believe Manchester United also lack more, I mean, excuse me, also have more quality than Tottenham. Yeah. So it's going to be, it, we, we know who number one is. It's yeah, going to be course. a trade-off between two and three, but you, you, you made something, a statement a minute ago, let's focus on Manchester United and Liverpool. Let's do that. 126 trophies. Yeah. 38 domestic championships between them, 19 domestic cups, 13 league cups, yep. four Europa League titles, yep. and eight Champions League victories. The two most decorated clubs in English football history, yep. period. Yep. So this is the derby of all derbies yep. in yep. 
the United Kingdom period. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, <laughs> that's, that's quite, quite a start there. Um, okay, <laughs> maybe, I'm kind of an unfair question. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to see how I could pitch this. Um, who do you think needs this more? It's just kind of a stupid question. It seems to make sense and not make sense at the same time. I think uh, Liverpool definitely needs it more because there, there are still questions about the fragility of their psyche and whether they yeah. are mm -hmm. one loss away from kind of sinking back into that. The, the, I would say that that uh, that Watford form they were in in match day one, where mm -hmm. it's. It, it's conceivable that any team can beat them on any given week. Yeah. And also that they can beat anyone on any given week. Yeah. Right now, Liverpool look like an unbeatable machine. I mean, they yeah. they basically won a Champions League leg, uh, excuse me, a Champions League fixture in the first leg. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they had to make no effort yesterday whatsoever yeah. to move forward. They, they knew they were through. With their worst performance, they would have still gone through. Yeah. And that's a good feeling to think that you're going to go through for the first time since 2009 to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Manchester United, I believe uh, they, they know who they are and they know what they need to do to be who they are. And I yeah. think that they are... They're at a point right now, and I say this now, and we'll find out Saturday if this if this holds true or not. Yeah. Where they're mentally more stable than Liverpool. Liverpool have a tremendous run of form right now, yeah. but I do believe that they need to see themselves with their club name above Manchester United in the table yeah. at the end of a match day to say, yeah, after you know 30 matches played yeah. with eight to go. We're ahead of them. And now, really, all you have to do is win out. Like you said, who has to play Manchester City still? Manchester United has to play Manchester exactly, City still. Yeah. They still have the Manchester mm -hmm. Derby to go. Yep. They, there's, this, is, uh, this is no easy path to match day 38 for United either. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe it's more important uh, for Liverpool from a psychological standpoint than anything more well, than anything else. They, well, they have to play Manchester um, City. They, they, they obviously have to play, play Sevilla midweek, next yes. week, immediately after us. So that's one. That's that's on nil-nil at the moment. And they obviously need to do their job in at, um, at, the, at the toilet as well. They have to play against Arsenal as well, which is probably a walk in the park for anyone. Okay. I, I can't <laughs> see that as being a issue. serious threat anymore. Yeah, exactly. They're not, Arsenal are, are beyond number. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, again, following the, following the, 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 the stalemate uh, at Anfield against Porto, which obviously there is the, the tie um, was a, already a foregone conclusion. Uh, Bobby, I think was also Salah or one other person said, you know, um, they've shown in the past few seasons that this Bobby saying this, okay, we have shown in the past few seasons, we can beat all English clubs. Our record is good against them. Now he's speaking with regards to the draw, the Champions League uh, draw for the quarterfinals. Okay. Um, people, somebody asked him, he said, would you be, would you, would you be like to be drawn against uh, an English team? He said, yeah, we'd like to draw against an English club. Why not? Against, uh, said, said uh, Bobby. Um, we feel that we've played well against the top English sides and shown that we can beat them and we are not afraid of anyone in the draw. So um, now extrapolating that to even um, the, 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 the current momentum, the confidence, the morale uh, in the side at the moment, Bring it on, any, anyone. But is this about Liverpool versus Manchester United? Or is this about 
Jose Mourinho versus Jurgen Klopp. What is it about? Um, it is Who is the hot by hand? Certainly, it is certainly about them. Um, Klopp's record, Klopp, Jurgen Klopp's record versus Jose Mourinho is uh, pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, three wins, four draws, one loss. The one loss, I'd like to say, this is after Borussia Dortmund had already won the tie against Real Madrid of all teams. Yeah. Four to one. Yeah. They beat Real Madrid April 2013. Dortmund lost 2-0 in the second leg, but it was already done and dusted by that point. Um, They they met one time when they were at Chelsea, which Liverpool won October 2015. It was right after Klopp came on to the job. Now the three matches at Manchester, the three matches since they both uh, became the manager at Manchester United, respectively, and Liverpool, Mm -hmm. two goals in three games. A 1-1 draw January of last year, no goal scored October 2016, yeah. and no goal scored most recently. Uh, it has been a, uh, a, a, a snooze fest as far as uh, excitement goes and goals being netted, uh, to say the least. Okay. But Jose Mourinho has to look up at that record and say, I've beaten him one time, and it was a meaningless win. Mm. Dortmund did not need to win. So he, Mourinho has never beaten Jurgen Klopp when it mattered and when it counted. And that's got to eat him alive. Yeah. And that, that's really one of the focus points in, in your article, isn't it? Uh, titled, How Important is the Manchester United versus Liverpool game on Saturday? Yes. So that, that was it, one of the is, main thrusts a, as well. It is a focal point, yeah. Because I actually say, and I believe uh, if, I can, if I can find the place here, um, there is a... <laughs> Uh, trying to see, um, it's about Jose Mourinho's ego, mm. and I'm trying to I'm trying to actually find it here. Uh, basically, what I say is that uh, just you know, even greater than um, the United supporters' desire to win, uh, Mourinho's ego is even better. He mm. wants to beat Klopp, and he wants to put to bed the rumors that he can't. Yep. Yeah. So this is. This is uh this is no excuse time when I know Josie Mourinho likes the excuse train. We all we all know that he he loves the the the, the to be the, the the conductor of that train of the of the excuses. Yep. He's at home. He's at old toilet. He has no excuses. He has a a a, a side that player for player can match up with unite uh, with Liverpool any day of the week. Yep. Yet his tactics could be the undoing of United when it comes down to it because yep. Klopp is going to basically say attack, attack, attack. There's going to be no change in his in his philosophy. I don't believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, listeners, in advance for for referring to Old Trafford as Old Toilet. We're just immature that way, so we're not going to change. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so sorry for that. Yeah. So sorry for that. Now, why am I? Why are we apologizing? Fuck them. Okay. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jose has come under criticism. Um, from his some some sections of his own fan base, um, they've been they've been a chore to 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 watch. Um, let, let's uh, let's hear this a little bit um, on the John Dykes show. I found this uh, on the YouTube. Uh, John Dykes, uh, one of the respected uh, sports pundits, uh, and this is his piece for Fox Fox Sports Asia. Uh, let's tune in. Because Manchester United Liverpool games always count for something, a lot in fact. But this one might just help revive interest in the top of the table. 
Even if they only end up competing for second place, Saturday's clash should provide enough in the way of tribalism, uh, rivalry and feuding to keep us engaged right through to the end of this season. Right now, United have a slight edge in terms of league placing and a distinct advantage when it comes to the recent head-to-head -head record, which could be a factor. It's always worth looking at these things. Uh, only that Europa League tie in 2016 going Liverpool's way in the last seven meetings might surprise you that, maybe given the nature of some of the performances by United, that that explains some of those results. But it does make this weekend's game so compelling. The contrast as well, I think, in recent league and cup form between these two sides. United have been a hard watch at times lately, but typical of a Jose Mourinho side, they tend to get results and, and build a siege mentality along the way. Take the most recent... Okay, so... The recent head-to-head -head record, well, the last seven anyway, um, it's tilted towards um, to, towards Manchester United. Um, I put out a tweet um, a couple of days ago. I can't find it now, but you know, prior to the uh, prior and post to the Porto game, um, again, you know, all of the fans being or whipped up in frenzy, excitement, obviously with uh, Manchester United coming. I said, you know, let's let's you know, um, let's shred them to pieces. Let's, you know, let's let's demolish them. You know, all these kind of terms were, were used. But let's not forget. Let's not forget that Manchester United, despite playing like a, a team in the bottom half of the table, being you know absolutely as what John Dyke said, and not you know not exactly a sight for sore eyes. You know, they're jammy bastards. They have been grinding out um, results. Look at the Palace result, for example. Okay, you think 2-0 up Palace, you think finally maybe, you know, something good could come out of this and boom, three goals, United win. So, you know, they've just been, they've just been pulling stuff out of their ass, haven't they? You can't just them do. at all. They, they, they do, but can I give you a, a very fascinating statistic? Okay. Since, since match day nine, uh, Manchester United has twice as many losses as Liverpool and Manchester City combined. Yeah. In the league. Okay. So do they really... They, they, they had an almost double-digit lead over Liverpool at one time. Yeah. And now that's been cut to one single match. If Liverpool wins, they pull ahead of... of, of, of and I, I've talked to United fans, whether it be through social media or whoever. Yeah. I told them, by match day 38, Liverpool would be ahead of United. They laughed me out of the building. They said, you're a fool. You're, you're a moron. Now, I don't expect Manchester United fans to have too much intelligence. I, that, that, yeah. that goes without saying. But Ooh, the I said this, and if I lose, if we lose on Saturday, I'm gonna, I've, I've still got eight match days to go, mm -hmm. and they still have to play City. But if we win, then I call myself and look at myself as a genius because I said this when we were seven or more points behind them. Yeah. And I just knew because, because he does this everywhere he goes. Jose Mourinho, when he won the treble at Inter, he knew I have to get out. I have to quit. He 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 he, he does this. He he goes somewhere. He builds it up. Yeah. He gets it to its max potential, and then he and then it crashes, just like it did at Chelsea in 2015. What place were they in? Where were they at when they when they parted ways with Jose Mourinho? They were they were middle of the table. Mm. They were about to. I don't remember if he made it to the Champions League or not with them. If if he actually played, I know they played in the round of sixteen and got Im immediately mm -hmm. eliminated. Mm -hmm. But um, they didn't. He didn't make it the full season, and they finished uh, a five hundred squad. I believe they had something like twelve wins, fourteen draws, and twelve losses, or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It was it was a, a piss poor season. 
And the next season they win the league under Conte, but they don't have to have to play in Europe. So that's, you know, just like Leicester is a much easier job. Yeah. And, and look at them this year. Um, yeah, they started off uh, going to October 21st. Yeah. They were undefeated. They had no losses in the league. Since October 21st, they've lost five matches in the league. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, L- Liverpool has been in much better form since late October, which is, that's a, a very good sample size, Joe. That's, I mean, that's yeah. not like a couple months. Yeah. That's, you know, a quarter of a year, or more, actually a third of a year. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Since, uh, since you start tallying those dates together. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, like he's, like the, the gentleman said in the, in the YouTube uh, clip, you know, when it counted the most, though, in the Europa League, that's the most important tie they've had against each other yeah. up until Saturday because yeah. that, that was an elimination. That was a, that was a knockout stage of a, of, a, of a European tournament. Yep. Liverpool won. And that was not Jurgen Klopp's team. That was, not, that was, that was an inherited squad. So, yeah. again, um, you know, I, I, I understand that that's not, that wasn't Mourinho's uh, uh Manchester United, but you know at the same time, yeah. uh, you know it, 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 this is this this is a this is did they grind out results? I would say yes. That was obviously a, a very gritty performance against Crystal Palace, but yeah. Crystal Palace are 18th in the table. Uh, should yeah. they be expected mm-hmm. to win that? They, I mean, it's it's not if they did that against you know uh, Burnley or somebody like that. If Burnley was two 0 up on them at the half and they come back and score three against that defense, then yeah, yeah I my hat's off to you. But yeah, well, let's be let's Palace, be, yeah. You get a slight pat on the exactly. back and then keep going. Let's let's be honest. This season, this season has all all has all about been all about the teams at the top half. At least those in the in the in the top five, top six positions. Well, not even top five, really the top four, because everyone in the bottom half. They've been absolutely wank. They've been terrible, yeah. absolutely terrible. Um, it's not as if we've seen so many um, weird upsets, you know, um, uh, David Goliath type of, um, uh, you know, uh, kind of results. This season especially, it's really been about two stories, how Manchester, you know, Manchester City ran away with the title, which I think they will, obviously they will win, obviously. And then how, how bad the bottom half have, have actually been. You can see that. Um, in the in the in the in the points gaps between you know all the way from tenth or eleventh to to, to 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 right through the to the bottom, so that's what it is. So I think this game I think is really important because it puts that um, attention back to the top half of the table. And and yes, it's not about who wins the title, but really about this second place. It seems like the second is the new one. <laughs> but, but Joe, look at the teams that have beaten Manchester United this year: Huddersfield, Newcastle. This these these, these yeah, those true. we're talking about relegation candidates. That's true. Now, I okay. They are tr- they're trying to gear gear themselves up for this game, of course. Um, after this, after the Palace game, uh, Matic. So they're gonna uh, they're going to buy two buses instead. They're buying two buses. Uh, Matic, for example, has claimed that you know he and his colleagues, teammates, need to step it up a gear when when they uh, you know ahead of this game against uh, Liverpool. Um, Smalling and all these kinds of guys. They said we, you know, they need to, they need to do better and they need to get into another gear. Okay, and I'm just looking at the form table at the moment. Um, and okay, total win percentage for Manchester United is 66% total. Okay, total home and away, home right. and away, 66%. Uh, Liverpool is 59%. Okay, uh, so this 66%, this seven percent, seven percent. Um, is accounting for this two-point gap, okay? Uh, now, 
But if you drill down further, okay, Manchester United's home win percentage, okay, home win percentage is 79%. 79%. They're ranked second in the league for win percentage at home. So that's, this is where they're going to be ha- they're gonna need to do the business really at home. So we, we have a game coming up here. Now, again, for us, though, for us, though, um, our win percentage is home and away. It's actually quite balanced. Um, we're we're in, and, in and about 58 to 60% home and away. We're quite balanced. We, we perform quite well. Um, we're quite consistent in this sense. And we've started to find this consistency, as you said, uh, especially in the last uh, uh, few weeks, in the past uh, f- uh, five games or so, we've found that consistency right now. Um, and uh, we're doing quite quite okay. So... That, that's 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 what this game is, 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 is set up for now, as well. Well, question. Uh, I remember on this podcast exactly. It was about um, it was a couple of months ago, I guess uh-huh. at this point now, since the Swansea match. We were talking about that particular performance and saying at that time, yep. before we lost one nil in Wales, we we were uh, actually I think at that point in time much better in a much better informed side on the road than we were at home. Mm. Uh, I, I'd have to go back and, and, and re-look at those statistics, but I, I, something about that show comes to mind just talking about a waveform. Yep. Uh, Liverpool have not bothered me playing away from Anfield this season. We mm. Obviously, we showed that uh, against Porto. I mean, yep. I don't think that there needs to be any greater example than that uh, Champions League round of 16 match where we closed it out uh before we even had to come to Anfield. So um, it, it's almost like Liverpool, ha- they don't have the pressure of the cop looking on and, and you know, knowing that, oh, if, if something doesn't go their way or, if, you know, if Salah doesn't score, you know, his first two shots, then mm-hmm. the panic starts to hit. They almost play, it seems to me, just watching them, and I've watched pretty much every match this season, mm-hmm. uh, minus the Carabao Cup stuff, which... Who watches that crap? Um, <laughs> um, oh, as I call it, the Kara fucking bow cup. <laughs> yeah, it seems to me, and you, you can you can also um, uh, give your opinion on this because I'm interested to know yours. They play more relaxed away from home. Do you think? Liverpool. Uh, yeah. 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 I could, yeah. I could. I could go with that. I could go with that. Yeah. It. Uh, you know. It's. It's. It, especially it's, now. It's especially of, now, they're not panicking. They're not panicking. Right. They're just. Right. You know, doesn't matter. Okay, okay, goal down also doesn't matter. We're able to come back. And and I think as Stevie G pointed out, I think it was uh I think it was on Sky Sky or BT or whatever, together with Rio and Frank Lampard. You know, that's the one that there was this piece where um he you know, Stevie said he's drinking in it when Rio started right, you know, going <laughs> frothy and like, ooh, Liverpool, they're like they can beat anyone on their day, blah blah blah. He said right. that the thing key thing about Liverpool right now is that they've ironed out the kinks with regards to the defense. Right. So now they can be relaxed. You know, they can be relaxed because they know they've got the offensive power to hurt anyone. But the key thing was that they were always so porous at the back. You never know. You never knew when they would just fall over and collapse. But now there seems to be stability, defensive rigidity and strength at the back. That, that then everyone can play with a bit, even a bit more confidence. And it's like, you know, bring it on. I mean, there's nothing that you can throw at us that could hurt us. 
and you know yes. what we have all yeah. the tools to hurt you really really bad you know that kind of that kind of mentality that's that seems to at least i mean i mean i mean i may be fabulizing it in a way if that's a word um it just seems to me that that's the impression that i get for for myself so yeah uh yeah um so the, with the addition of virgil van dyke obviously and with the confidence in the young uh andy robertson mm-hmm. um and the chemistry that's been building in the Liverpool back four since January, you can clearly see that, you know, you have Dejan, uh, Dejan Lovren, who's playing much better. You have yeah. real competition uh, in that side now where they want to be there for each other. I saw, you know, there was a, in the, in the, in the match against Newcastle, the, there was you know, obviously the, the beautiful save by Karius in the first half. Um, mm. Emre Can was a little bit late getting to the ball, but even then, I watched that replay eight yep. times. Yep. I kept rewinding it. Whose fault was that? Whose fault was that? Whose fault? It wasn't the back four's fault, really. Um, assignment football, if you look at zonal marking, it looked like that the back four were exactly in the position they needed to be, and mm-hmm. Chan was, was, was supposed to get there, and, and he, 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 he did get there, but it just mistimed uh, the tackle, and the ball went over his body where I think it was meant to hit his body but yeah. nevertheless you, you see those kind of things him rushing to the ball and i'm giving him credit here him yeah. getting to the ball yeah. because you didn't see that three four months ago yeah. and this is the key thing whether yeah. you're Bayern munich or whether you're barcelona or whether you're real madrid yeah. you fear liverpool's attack yeah. you are afraid of it yeah. where you knew that you could get one up on them was yeah. the, was the back line yeah. but you don't know that now yeah. Back line has been stabilized, and yeah. with that, instead of them bleeding two and three goals a match like they did against Watford yeah. in match day one, yeah. they can win now 3-1, 4-1, and even a clean sheet here and there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we're going to take a short uh, listening break, uh, as we usually do. Um, but when we come back, we are going to be talking about uh, the tactical POVs from either side, um, and then we're, we're going to talk. We're going to make a case for why we think um, it's going to be a victory for us. Why it could even possibly be a defeat, and what's going to be the likely uh, outcome. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Right. Now, uh, I put out a tweet earlier this week uh, and I said, as the attention now switches to the critical game against Manchester United at Old Toilet, 
Old Trafford. Okay, I'll stop being immature <laughs> right now. At Old Trafford, we want to know how you think Jose Mourinho will set their team up against us. So I had a close to 500 votes on this one. Okay, five, close to 500 votes on this one. And 64%, 64% said they will roll out the bus again. 64% said they roll out the bus again. Uh, 20, only 13% said they will attack. Only 13% said that they will attack. Now, um, we know what happens. Now, okay, um, what's this game? Chelsea, Manchester City. Okay, that was last week, right? Um, yeah. And everyone was so disappointed at how Chelsea played against uh, City. Um, Conte has just caved in and, and taken a leaf out of the Jose Mourinho playbook and parked the bus and, 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 and basically he got showed up badly for that and, the, he, and roundly he was criticised. Um, and people are thinking that, you know, um, Jose is probably um, going to revert to type here as well, park the bus. My personal opinion is I don't think he's going to do that because he's playing, he's playing at home Okay, and as you rightly said, he's desperate to win. Okay, um, he's got some criticism, some monkeys on his back on this with regards to this from his own fan base. Um, he's also trying to gear up his own um, atmosphere at Old Trafford as well. So I don't think he's going to set his stall up to counter or play compact or defense or defensive block um, for this game. That is my starting pitch what do you think really well i i don't i don't have anything to throw back at you other than to agree with you because i do for all the same reasons you said i think that the pressure of not being able to beat Klopp when it matters mm -hmm. uh so in that aspect not having a meaningful win over Klopp in his entire career which yeah. when we're talking about a guy who's won multiple champions leagues with uh, Spanish sides, yeah. with Italian sides, yeah. with Portuguese sides. But yeah. uh, he hasn't done it with United, and he's not going to do it with United this year. And he he desperately needs something big right now after yep. serving up what almost was uh, a disastrous defeat uh, on Monday mm. to a relegation candidate. Mm. Uh, he needs something big. And beating Manchester United, uh, excuse me, beating Liverpool would arguably... Mm -hmm. That's almost that may be bigger than advancing past Sevilla. It really might be. And I know people are like, well, that's Champions League. But this is this is this is the Premier League. This is this is where Manchester United has made their money over the past twenty six years. Yeah. This is where this is where they bake their bread and they butter their bread and all those expressions. They 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 were the undisputed kings of English football from nineteen ninety two until twenty thirteen, and that's over now. Yep. They haven't won a league in five years. Mm -hmm. And I know um, you know, they'll, United fans on, on social media will quickly throw it to you, well, you've never won a, a Premier League title yeah. since the formation of the league. Yeah, it's true. But everything is judged on what have you done for me lately. And Manchester United really <laughs> yeah. hasn't done much lately. As I point out in the article, Liverpool has a better finishing position in the table over the last four seasons than United. Yeah. So you know, if you're a United fan, you can chew on that for a minute. And mm -hmm. that's why I believe that the pressure's mounting on Mourinho to do something big, do something worthwhile, get a key victory. You're at home, you have the home support behind you, but if he parks the bus, you will hear whistles, and I think you will hear jeers if he just sits back and lets Liverpool come at them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, 
Um, okay, let's let's look let's look at the um, uh, tactical views um, yeah. on this. Uh, let's let's start uh, let's start with us. Let's start with us first. Okay, four three three. Obviously, absolutely. Yeah, obviously. Okay, um, we we don't seem to have any injury issues. I'm not exactly sure what's the deal with Jordan Henderson. He had a dead leg. So I'm not sure <laughs> what that, um, you know, it could be, there could be, it's not serious, obviously, um, but no. it, it's not necessarily a case where he could come back immediately as well. So um, there's no, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow um, uh, in the, in the pregame presser as well. Probably somebody will ask him and apart from all the stupid questions that journalists and scribes ask uh, during uh, pressers, but probably they'll ask him about Hendo. Um, Wijnaldum has has presumably stopped um, shitting, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If he's gonna have the runs, he might as well have it at the old toilet. Sorry, again, I did yeah, it again. Yes, yeah, so that's yeah. the best place to have his runs. You set yourself up for that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Okay, fine. I'm laughing at my own jokes right now. I've taken the jump the shot there, but okay. Um, Robo, Robo was not part of the of the squad that faced Porto. Uh, but I think safe safe to say I think he should be back um, uh, in this this weekend. So okay, four three three ex- yeah. uh, four three three expected lineup. Okay, yeah, of course. Uh, Karius in goal, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Now <clears throat> central defenders, centre backs, Virgil Van Dijk, right? Shoe in, right? Yes, yeah, shoe in. Okay. No, no question. Okay, the guy next to him. Um, based on current form, I'm going with Lovren. I would think so too. Um, and, I, and I'm going to say that because also because um, I, Lovren come in again, um, and we've addressed this various points throughout the season, has rightfully come under some criticism. I think it's unfair that he's not been given some of the plaudits as well and kudos for some good performances. And I think right now I'm going to pay respect to him because I think he's upped his game. He's just... He's just left. He's just gone up a little bit level, uh, a slightly higher level, and I think it's credit to to VVD, but also the credit to himself to take on board all the criticism that he's he's has received. Sure, sure. But one thing I want to say is that Dejan Lovren has had Alexis Sanchez in his pocket in most of the games that they've played against each other. Not that yes. Alexis Sanchez is having a, a, a ball of a time at the moment in United. It seems that his position is all over the place. And we're going to talk about that when we look at United. But I think he's yeah, the perfect guy. Yeah, because I've got yeah. some interesting stuff on him for you, Joe. Okay, tell me. Oh, yeah. who is Sanchez? No, we'll get to the, we'll get oh, Alexis, to the, we'll okay, get to okay, yeah, we'll sure, Sanchez, sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. And Lovren's a physical, phys, very physical player. I mean, compared Matip, comparing Matip and Lovren uh, on, on physicality, I'm going to go for, 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 for Lovi. And I think that's going to be needed as well, especially with um, Lukaku and, and the sorts there as well. Okay, now, that's fine. So then um, uh, we've got one of our fullbacks um, uh, sorted. And, okay, who will be on the right? <laughs> My fullbacks in this in this game would be Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold. Okay, Trent. Yep. Yeah, I like Trent. Uh, he's uh, I, I I like his playmaking ability. I like his ability for the long shot. Yep. He tries one occasionally, and as we saw earlier this season, he can't connect on it. Yep. Um, if you're talking, if, if 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 Mourinho, which you and I agree on, he's not going to park the bus. But if he does. Nothing's out of the question. Okay. You may have to have one of those zingers. 
to to get pat to get by um you know De Gea and and and, yeah. and Arnold Alexander Arnold is right now I believe kind of um He's he, he's he's in a he's in a very good groove right now. Let's put yeah, it like that. Yeah. So I want to entrust the young lad to have have a have a match in a major atmosphere like this at the toilet, mm. and really 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 uh, give him an opportunity to shine. I, I g- g- have confidence in him. Show him that you have faith in him, and let him go do his job. Yeah, yeah. Any case for Joe Gomez though, instead of Trent? Any case? You know, all? Gomez Gomez did. Gomez played admirably against uh, Porto uh, in, 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 in the match the other night. He's actually probably, you know, if you look at who scored, he was the highest rated defender in the back line. But that, that's, that, Joe, that's such a hard match to judge because how much effort was Liverpool really giving? You know, it's, it's, that's it's not like they, they didn't have to win. They could have lost. The, to put it in perspective, they could have lost 4-0 and still would have advanced. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that that says it all. I, I think Gomez is uh, a, a fine player, and he will eventually. I, I think he can eventually ascend to, to 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 more playing time in that in that Liverpool back line. But I think Alexander Arnold is the the hotter of the two right now when it comes to to form and 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 who's 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 been playing who's been playing better over a longer period of time. Yeah, yeah. I think my question really um, was trying to see. Uh, Uh, with, well, at least trying to address with regards to the physicality, because I think you know Manchester United Liverpool is always going to be a physical game, niggly fouls and all these kinds of stuff. You know, uh, someone said, you know, I hope the referee, the fourth official, don't spoil this. You know, that's right. like, that could likely happen as well. Um, and I and if I'm not wrong, I just don't have the name of the. Do you have the name of the ref assigned? Because I think he's a dickhead. I, I don't have I don't have the name of the ref assigned now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hold on, let me let me just pull that up. Okay, let me just pull that up. It is uh, United. And, and yeah. if you look at, uh, of course, Gomez is the more physical of the two. Um, I mean, his his natural position this season, starting out, was at center back. So mm. you know, typically oh. a center back is more physical than 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 a left or a right back. But. Yeah. Um, I just want to see Klopp give Alexander Arnold a chance in a match of this magnitude and, and say go, go go impress me. Just just go go play your game and and go 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 play for 75 80 minutes and 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 show me show me what you got. I mean, you're never going to know until you set set him free so to speak. So just based on form, I, I think that I, I entrust, that's the word I'm looking for, I entrust Alexander-Arnold a bit more in a game of this magnitude than I do Gomez at this point in time. Yeah, uh, okay, uh, I know the name of the referee right now. Sorry, sorry, listeners, I, w- I wasn't up to scratch with this particular <laughs> name. Um, and it's not a name that you will want to hear. It's actually Craig Paulson. Oh. Uh, so Craig Paulson, if you don't know, um, is the guy who um, gave uh, Everton the controversial penalty after uh, Lovren fouled Dominic Helwood Lewin, um, so that then that and that game ended one one after Wayne Rooney converted the penalty. And at the time, uh, Jurgen Klopp accused Paulson of opening the door for Everton to take a point. Okay, so already after the announcement of the referee uh, that that Craig uh, Craig Paulson was the referee, uh, you know, just a couple of bad tweets coming from Liverpool fans. Uh, here's one from Tim Bolton. I love Tim Bolton. He always writes some some solid zingers. And he says, "I wonder how Craig Paulson and his assistants and his assistants will manage to screw us over at Old Trafford on Saturday." 
<laughs> okay, yeah. uh, another one, another one. Uh, Manchester United fans already celebrating it. Pawson is the same cheating ref who gave Everton a penalty against us this season. I would prefer Gary Neville to ref this game rather than him. This is how yeah. bad he is. <laughs> Oh, saying, saying a lot. Saying a lot. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, oh, this is interesting. Um, look at the stats. When refereeing Manchester United, uh, Craig Pawson, okay, two wins, one draw, one loss. When refereeing Liverpool, one win, two draws, and one loss. So, anyway, that's um, that's what it is. Maybe maybe uh, a person will wake up um, on on Saturday, grow a conscience or something, and uh, decide to uh, redress this imbalance. But um, it's highly unlikely. I, I really hope it's not about the officials. But you know how it is with these games; it always be, it tends to be at some point or other. Okay. Let's, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 continue this tactical uh, talk. Okay. Midfield. Let's talk about midfield. And that's and that's really as far as Liverpool goes. The last thing we have to talk about because we know the front three are going to be there's undis- so the the midfield though is a is a discussion that you and I could have for for days because it, you, there's a there's a it's almost like a computer code. It's like the right syntax will get you the correct result. But what combination of players is that syntax? I think okay, if Hendo is fit, if Hendo is fit, Hendo is in. This is what I, I agree. This, this my, I okay. agree with you on this one. Okay, yes. if Hendo is fit, Hendo is in. Okay, mm-hmm. another guy who I think should be in. Okay, Ox. Yes. I think Ox is in in this game because he's. I think he's he's in a. You know, we talked about we, we talked about players in a group. We talked about and we said that with regards to Trent. I think this guy's got the bit between his teeth right now, Oxlade. Yeah, so I think he's really hungry. Yeah, maybe we might lose some um, defensive um, aggression there. Say, okay, because the guy that I'm sacrificing, let me continue this, okay? The guy that I'm going to sacrifice in this game, okay, is Emery. And I, 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 I agree with and you I put, 100%. I, put, I was going for the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead and explain. Yeah, so my midfield, my midfield three is actually Ginny, Hendo, and Ox. So Hendo sits back. Ginny is just a bit back there, um, you know, mopping up, you know, p- putting the, 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 his tempo on the game. Um, and then Ox has a little bit more license to be further, further forward to support um, our, our terror trio. That's, that's what I had in, that's what I had in um, mind. Um, of, of course, it's 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 predicated on the fact um, on on the on the assumption um, that Hendo is fit to start, uh, and Genie Genie has sorted his tummy. Okay. Um, having said that, though, it's not such a bad thing to have Emery in this game as well because he's he's been he's been going great great guns as well. So why wouldn't we put him in there? Why would you? So, why did you go for this yet? Yeah. So. Um, over here, when the, during the Premier League coverage, uh, NBC Saturday mornings, they made a very good point after the City match, okay. uh, in which they said Emery Chan is a fantastic player when it comes to these high, up tempo teams that don't park the bus, that absolutely come forward, that that um, they spread the pitch, they play with 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 tempo and with pace. Um, he was lethal in that game. He's been lethal in many games like that mm. over the course of his time at, at Anfield, where he severely uh can hurt the side is with these defensive teams and we saw this you know we've seen it a couple times this season when we've played the likes of a swansea or 
a West Brom or someone like that where mm. they're going to put a five-man back line back there and basically pray for 25% possession and one or two good counterattacks. And if they go nil-nil, they go nil-nil. Chan has um, been far better in with teams that are that are higher up in the table that, that seem to play a higher tempo uh, matchup, a game of football. So that's that his strengths play to a team like a city or a Tottenham. His weaknesses are exploited when we play a, a team such as say an Antonio Conte defensive side like Chelsea mm. or in this case Jose Mourinho's Manchester United. Mm. However, however, the caveat you and I both agree that Mourinho is not going to park the bus the 90 minutes. No. So, yeah. in that particular case, if United moves forward and they spread, they spread the pitch and they go and they and they and they and they play. Not, a, I won't say, I don't want to say they're going to play an attacking style of football because I don't know that Mourinho has that in his DNA. Yeah. But let's call it offensive efficiency. Yeah. Something where he, you know, something like you'll see on the pitch sometimes there's. These teams have triggers, yep. and that's when they, 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 you know, based on the way the ball moves or what players in a certain position, they will either, you know, press him or they won't press him. You know, I mean, this is what uh, uh, club sides do all the time based yep. on these, these pressing triggers. I think Mourinho will instruct his players, hey, if X happens, do Z. So yep. if, if X happens, do Y. Yep. So I don't think that, that, that I think Sean should start in this match. Mm. If you and I are the manager of Liverpool, because you and I both agree we're going to play this chess match with Mourinho, and we're saying we don't think you're going to part the bus, so we're going to put him in there because this may play more to his strengths than to his weaknesses. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Okay, uh, it's impossible to talk about how the midfield is going to set up without considering how, do you, how we think United are going to set up. Okay, now... Um, Firstly, I don't think United are going to play a high line defense because that would be suicide. That would be suicide right. against us, right? Okay, so that that we know, all right. So any point of time, if they do, if they want to do that, good luck to you because we've got three guys. At any point of time, their speed, their interchangeability, and their unpredictability—they're going to murder you. Okay, so I think what um, Jose is going to do—he's going to—he's going to. He's going to rely very much on his midfield um, to work very, very, very hard in this game, okay? Um, so I'm just switching it over to, to United right now. Uh, yeah. And I'm picking, okay, what's he, what's, who's, who's he going to start? Okay, um, so, uh, so the first name that probably goes in there is Matic. Say so, Matic is probably going to play this play this game. It's going to be. In he his, will play this game play because this game. yeah, he he had a fantastic. He's coming off a fan a fantastic performance, honestly, against Palace. So Correct. yeah, he's 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 going to get the start. In this game. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Exactly. So he's gonna he's gonna be be the midfield anchor. Then now we're gonna look at who's gonna partner him. Um, I think uh, I probably Jose will will turn to um, uh, the young guy again, uh, Scott McTominay. Again, you think so? He, I think he was, so. Yeah, that's where he got. He was heavily criticized for that. Yeah, I think he might turn to him again because I think he's 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 done okay. He's done okay for them, right? Um. Oh, well, no. in the match against Crystal Palace, he was their no, lowest no. rated player. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, other than that. Yeah, I mean, other than he's, that, he's but been... 
you know, um, do you want to? Oh, do you think I, he's going to put wanna, in? Cam- do you want to risk that against against Liverpool? Okay, so so you think maybe a, 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 a more experienced head, Carrick, then? Y- yeah, Carrick you. Ha- I mean, you have to go with experience in a match like this. You have to go with a player um, because you're defending home. You're defending the home pitch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. that's been there and done that before, and in, in these high high pressure situations, and mm. McTominay hasn't uh, hasn't 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 done that. I mean, and this again. I, I, you know, I could go back to my Trent, uh, you know, my, my Trent argument. Well, you got to trust the kid to do it at some point. But yeah. uh, Alexander Arnold has, again, I will say, much, much uh, greater sample size of successful performances than uh, McTominay does. Okay, the reason why I say McTominay, uh, okay, let me complete the, the 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 trio first. Okay, so I think maybe the third guy um, is that I think uh, Pogba might come back in. I agree with you there. Yep. Yo, so, so, okay, so Pogba, okay, so Matic, Pogba, and then uh, McTominay. Now, the reason why I say McTominay, um, it's actually more on the, on the basis of youth. Uh, because I think in this game, if I was Jose, um, I'm going to be looking at the half spaces, the half spaces that is left behind in midfield, that that's where um, Jose is going to try and and uh, take advantage of you know as you said you know op- um, 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 offensive what's that word of op- op- offensive efficiency is that what offensive you said? efficiency yeah exactly yeah. exactly so he's going to he's probably not going to park the bus okay um, and I don't think he's going to go all out attack so he's going to try and find a balance between the two so the balance between the two is to look at the triggers as what you say okay the pressing triggers because i think they are they will press us as well as much as we press them okay sure so i think the the pressing trigger and the space trigger would be taking advantage of the half spaces that is created in midfield and that's where that's I, where i yeah, think pogba pogba and the youth of the legs of of mctominay would come in to effect because Pogba will come as the number false ten, in a, in a in a in a in a in a sense, okay, um, and so this guy he's going to then hover around those spaces, and then he right. will you know uh, you know maybe do what they paid all that money for him to do, which is to carry the damn ball between the channels, bridging the gap from right. offense to defense, which he's been absolutely shit at because I think he's he's like Samson and all his strength is get caught up in his hairstyles or, or something like that. I don't know, um, but. <laughs> Anyway, that, that's that's I'm, I'm waffling at this point of time, but that's what I think that he might do. Um, so, so that's, that's just out of, just yeah. out of curiosity. How 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 much do you miss Henrik Mkhitaryan in a match like this? Mm. I mean, well, to, as uh, to, to me, and this is where you know when when you. This is what Jose, Jose does. He's he's done this with Lukaku once at Chelsea. He's, I mean, let's let's. He also kind of uh, he didn't do Mo Salah any favors at Chelsea either. But, mm. um, you know, you run off a player like that who was arguably the best assist man in the Bundesliga uh, for Borussia Dortmund 2015-16 comes in plays a pretty pretty good season last season under uh, Mourinho. Okay. And then this year, uh, basically runs him off to Arsenal. Um, yeah. And you have to think that we're talking about midfield experience. I don't have a problem with Matic. I think he's a good player. Pogba, he's shown at Juventus. He's shown at United what he can do. I mean, he's 
French international, you know, he's he, he's he's quality. Yeah. But then there's there's the other side, and you have to wonder if you know in a in a match of 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 this importance, if if something like that will not come back to bite you. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's where that's where I think that's how I think United are gonna line up, and that's where I that's why I went for. Uh, the handle uh, Ginny Ox combo, assuming all of these guys are available, fit, and ready to go. Okay. Uh, so we started with their midfield, but we didn't even talk about their back line. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you talk about their back line, man. You talk about their back line. Because we know, okay, David Tahir is once again going to be the guy, the, the wall that we need to break. Because he has been in outstanding form this season. He's only considered 22 league goals, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's been fantastic That's, in the league. I mean, I, are they, I believe they're the second fewest conceded goals behind City. Not only that, um, 15 clean sheets. 15 Eight, clean sheets. 81% save ratio. 81%. The guy that's next is Courtois, and he's only at 68%. David yeah. De Gea is the difference between Manchester United at fifth or sixth and at second. I that's it. Yes, wholeheartedly agree. I can co-sign that all day. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, once again, yeah, we need to find a way to 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 get past him. So the 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 back the and back the line four, yeah. um, in the match against Crystal Palace, they lined up with Valencia, Smalling, Lindelof, and Ashley Young. Yeah, uh, Ashley Young was their poorest performer of the entire match. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he got roasted for that on social media as well, uh, and rightfully so. He, yeah. he, he, did not, he did not have a good day at the office, so to speak. Mm. Uh, was much better. That same exact lineup played against Sevilla in the uh, Champions League first, uh, first, first leg, mm -hmm. and they had a much better showing. Uh, you know, Young was, uh, you know, he was, he was m much better in that match. It's it's going to be interesting to see. I, I this back four is, and I'm just, you know you're looking at this at this at the squad list here. Mm -hmm. um, you know you, you have you have some you have some options there. Uh, you can certainly um, say that Smalling should should absolutely start. Mm -hmm. uh, I would think that Valencia would also be there on the right side. Do you would you would you give Ashley Young another shot at it, or do you uh, do you say you know you you really crapped the bed against Crystal Palace? I, I I this is Liverpool. This is a this is a, a, a this is a three headed attack, which any of the three yeah. can score a goal on any possession. I'm not sure, especially Salah coming from the wing. Uh, you know you don't. You, you, I, would, would, what do you do with Ashley Young? Mm. I okay. Firstly, I'm not exactly convinced that Ashley Young has the temperament for a game like this. At the same time, it can also be argued that he exactly has the kind of temperament for games like came like this because he's an asshole. So <laughs> now the thing here is, <laughs> um, how effectively? What is the best effective combination for United? I hate to be talking about United's formation and tactical setup so much, but okay, fine. Um, what is the best fullback options for them that they could they could put on the pitch that would counter 
um, Robo and Trent. Is that right? Did we say pushing up? Right, pushing up, pushing up, and 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 supporting the the attack when we have possession and we are on the offensive. So, wh- what personnel would they have to counter this threat? Well, really, on that side, uh, what are you down to? Ashley Young and Luke Shaw. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess between the two, uh, you know, Luke Shaw's pissed off at Mourinho too, so that's another disgruntled employee. So take a number. I guess, I guess by simple uh, process of elimination, mm-hmm. you're left with Ashley Young. So yeah. maybe we don't have to discuss that anymore. No, 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 no love in for Valencia. Oh, I, I, no, Valencia's going to play. He's oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Play. Yeah, we're talking he's, about, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, he's going to be opposite, though. He's going to be on yeah, that's the, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Be on the, yeah, the, the yeah. right side. Yeah, and yeah. We're talking about the left back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. We're, we're looking at, um, you know, possibly the same lineup that they had against Sevilla, which was the same lineup they had against Crystal Palace. They may line up with that same four. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that being uh, Ashley Young, Lindelof, uh, Chris Smalling, and Antonio Valencia that uh, would stand in front of De Gea. So this is a... Uh, sorry, again? Sorry, say that again. Who again? So oh, uh, Ashley Young, Lindelof, Smalling, and Valencia. Okay. Oh, you, okay. You didn't, you, didn't put, you didn't put Bailly in there? No, I didn't I put him in there. I didn't put him in there. Okay. Okay. Uh, whew, that's defense. Okay, attack. Uh, do you think Lukaku will start this game? Yes. Okay. Do you think Sanchez will be on the pitch? No. Interesting. No. Um, Interesting. Why? Well, it comes down to the fact that the guy that you ran off, Hendrik Mkhitaryan, is the guy you sent to the shit team, Arsenal, and then you brought a player from that shit team to your shit team, which is Sanchez. <laughs> and <laughs> so basically you swapped out um, one for the other. Mm. And if you're not going to play Mkhitaryan in this match, which he would be, I think he's going to be sorely missed, then you have to play the guy that you got for him. And Sanchez, say what you want about him. And this is, this is something we have to talk about, Sanchez, because you saying, is he going to be on the bench? He has every right to be. He hasn't scored since the Huddersfield match. Okay. Um, that goes back to February the 3rd. He, since then, has played the 90 minutes twice, 75 yeah. minutes twice, yep. and 81 minutes. He has no goals, he has a yellow card, and he has an assist. Yeah. So if you talk about poor form, uh, you know, Sanchez right now, for what they gave up for him and yeah. for what his expectations are mm-hmm. his form is not that great right now but i believe that in this particular match you have to put your best 11 on the pitch and i do believe that alexis sanchez based on um his his you know let's just say his fifa rating yeah <laughs> i think that you i think i think that you have to say he is he falls under the umbrella of one of Manchester United's best 11. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think you have to put your best foot forward. But, you know, then again, Josie could put Rashford out there and surprise us all. Or Martial. Or Martial, yeah. Now, interestingly enough, Martial 
has uh, nine goals and five assists this season. Mm-hmm. He is arguably their second most productive player based on you know pure goals and pure assists. Obviously, Pogba leads the team in assists, uh, has you know basically no goals to show for. But Martial, when he plays, uh, is seemingly uh, effective uh, when, when, when he gets that opportunity. And he um, seems to have a good record against us, I think. Yes, uh, Lukaku, 14 goals, 6 assists. So is he going to start? Yeah, absolutely. You, he, he is He's their best offensive player when it comes to pure production. So uh-huh. you, you have to start him. Uh, he also, I feel, I feel like Lukaku has, and I remember this from last, from the Merseyside Derby mm-hmm. last March when James Bond was in attendance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> You, you, you know, the whole match was talking about, is this, the, is this finally when, when Everton can, can win an Enfield? And, uh-huh. you know, it, they, they were, what, a top six side at the time, I think. They were either fifth place or sixth place. Everton, you know, they were, they were doing okay. And I think Lukaku was actually ahead of Harry Kane at that time uh, for most goals scored in the Premier League. Yeah. And Liverpool just worked him over, just completely embarrassed him. He yeah. barely got a touch on the ball. I think he's always had this this uh, this inner drive to perform against LFC, and he, and he and he rarely has. So, I think he will start, and I think he's one player that we have to be especially uh, uh, aware of because, yeah. as you can see against Crystal Palace, he can be the trigger that ignites the fire that sparks a United comeback. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's funny that you said James Bond because um, uh, I think yesterday uh, put up one tweet. Because uh, Emery, <clears throat> Emery Chan said that you know basically you know his agent has shut down all negotiations. He says that he's not signed for anyone and he's only focused on playing football. <laughs> no, yeah. that's it's not bloody hell. That's not true because earlier last week is it or the week before that he said he signed for H H&M. and M. So he's become a fashion designer for H and M. And someone someone replied to this tweet. He says he's the next James Bond. He's the next oh, James yeah, well, Bond. And I said, he doesn't yeah. even drink vodka martinis. Maybe they could hit him up for some Virgin Shirley Temple. Shaken, but not stirred, of course. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and Richard, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, is the next James Bond. <laughs> well, he, he, he could. I mean, he's, he's tall, dark, and handsome, so why not? Uh, I hate you, Emery, bastard. Okay. So uh, listen to this. So, the, so, so we've talked about Lukaku and Sanchez. And, and, and can you give me an, just... If you okay, if you, you asked, I... you you're kind of surprised about the Sanchez starting. Who okay. would you if you're if you're United? Who are you going to put besides besides him okay. in that role and and why? Yes, because I think um, it partially has to do with um, okay. Remember this this poll that I put out? I said, how do you think Jose will set up the team against us? Um, and one of the yes, options, I do yeah, that one I, of the I voted in that poll. Yeah, <laughs> one of the options there I put there is they will lob long balls. Okay, now because I don't think he's going to park the bus. So then there's only one of two options when he comes at the offensive. Now, the question is, do you think he will bypass midfield and play hoofball? Or two, do you think he plans to keep the ball on the ground and look for some form of interplay? Okay. Now, the answer to this question will then determine who plays. Now, if he's going to play a little bit more hoofball, get, you know, balls over midfield, try to bypass that a little bit, okay, then Lukaku plays. 
Okay, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm printing in really broad brushstrokes here, listeners. Um, we're just talking, right? Hypothesizing. Fine, it's all fun. But if he wants to play the ball on the ground, okay, then firstly Mata is there. Fine, okay. Martial is there because he's got this good record against us, and I would think, believe it or not, surprise, surprise, maybe Sanchez is the forward. Sanchez starts up front. Okay. Because earlier we talked about the midfield. We talked about Matic anchoring and then we've got McTominay and Pogba. Pogba is the so-called false 10, as it were, ball carrier. Okay. Uh, and looking at uh, half spaces, he needs, to, he needs to pass the football. He needs to pass the football. And he needs to pass the football to Mata. He needs to pass the football to Sanchez. Sanchez, Mata, ball into play, maybe with an onrushing Martial by the side, try to try to to draw the, the the defenders, our defenders, out of position. So that's the tactical uh, kind of you know half baked idea that I have going on in my mind. So that's what I think he may do and surprise everyone. Oh, he could refer to type as I said. <laughs> Well, but that, that's 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 what I think. I don't know. I don't know whether it makes sense. And 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 I, I that, that that's a very that's a very that's a very good possibility. This could happen. Uh, I think that I think I think Josie Mourinho will have his. I think the first fifteen minutes of the match are kind of going to be scripted out. And what I mean by that is, I think that the players are going to be told, "Do not do anything." But what I've told you to do for the first 15 minutes, and let's see what Jurgen does. Mm-hmm. And I believe that they're going to have. I think Liverpool's going to come out guns a blazing. I think they're going to attack. I think they're going to uh, throw everything they can at United. And what is United's job is going to be is to absorb the pressure. Mm-hmm. And if they if they do this, and they can see after 15, 20 minutes of play. We're sitting at nil-nil. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool become a little bit maybe more frustrated. Maybe they've had two, three shots on goal and, you know, die of saves or they, <clears throat> you know, for whatever reason, uh, the ball doesn't bounce their way. I think then United could go on attack. And, and th- th- he, he could th- – the thing is predicting what Mourinho is going to do in this type of game is – Fascinating. It is really a crapshoot because there's people that will tell you that he's going to play the long ball. There's people who tell you he's going to play the short pass. And there's people who tell you he's just going to outright park the bus. He's going to put two double deckers in front of goal. And and I I, I don't believe he's going to do that. But if he does, can you say that you'd be surprised? No. No. (laughs) Um, So we're agreeing agreeing that United will do what they've done in the previous match and line up in a 4-3-3 to counter our 4-3-3? Yeah. Okay, but you know what? If uh-huh. he's gonna, if he, if he's gonna take a, cue, if Jose Mourinho is gonna take a cue from any game this season against Liverpool, I, sh- he should be watching the shit out of the game that uh, we had against Spurs at Wembley, because Pochettino put Kane and Son up against our back four back in October, and then Dele Ali was just behind uh, supporting, and and you know how we like to play from the back, okay. So when he did that, when Pochettino did that, we couldn't break out from the back. So then that then deprives the root of the ball to our offensive team. So 
you know, you know, as you say, if you destabilize the base, you destabilize the whole team. Maybe, right. maybe that is a route forward for 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 Jose in this game. So that's that's why I went for this very funny, uh, you know, putting Lukaku on the bench and going for a f- more like an interplay. They don't have this. Okay, let's be honest. Um, United are not as fast as Spurs. They're not. They don't have the no, speed. No, they're not at all. Yeah, but they do have ball players. They have Mata. They have Sanchez, and Martial has a decent amount of speed. So they can work within this const- uh, these uh, constraints or limitations or whatever you call them, okay, and then set themselves up this way. That's that's what I what I what I think he may do. What the hell do I know? <laughs> I have to say, uh, I, I really do. He's not going to do this, but uh, to throw Jurgen Klopp off, it would um, a very interesting formation that he tried earlier this season was a three four two one. Yeah, and mm-hmm, they won that mm-hmm. match. And the yeah. back three was uh, Marcus Rojo, Chris Smalling, and Lindelof. And then the the midfield consisted of Valencia, Pogba, Matic, and Ashley Young. Ashley Young played a fantastic match uh, mm-hmm. on that day. Yeah. And they had Jesse Lingard and Martial in front of the midfield, and then Lukaku up front. Okay. It was something he's only experimented with one time this season and never gone back to it. He has, he has when with, with Mkhitaryan, he has when he was in the, in the lineup or on the, in the squad, better said, yeah. he did play with a three, four, one, two on three different occasions, uh, two wins and one loss with that formation. And lately he's been fancying in recent times, the four, three, three. So, um, their, their formation, they like to line up in the most is a four, two, three, one, so I could also see them doing that, and that brings into that brings into effect. If you have four, four back line stays the same, uh, you play a double pivot uh, with Pogba and Matic uh, in front of the back line, and then you have three in front of Pogba and Matic, and that can be say you know Lingard, Rashford, and then Lukaku up front. Honestly, Lingard, Rashford, and Sanchez, and Lukaku up front. That actually scares me a little bit. That that's that's not a bad lineup. Mm, okay. Well. All right. Oh, my God, we've ticked over one hour twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a this is a this is this amazing is, stuff. This is this is the last big match for us. That really, yeah. I know we still play Chelsea, but yeah, well. by the time we play Chelsea, they're they're going to be Europa League bound. So it it, it really it doesn't. It's not going to have this. This 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 is kind of in a way, Joe. This is this is our domestic season, right? <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this before we get before I get to the predictions. Okay. Do you think? Yep. Do you think this will be a goals fest? It certainly has the potential to be, and I think there will be four goals scored. Four goals scored in this match. Okay. It hasn't been always that. The, the been the case there, you know, with with any Jose Mourinho side. Um, so. So you think that there will be a goals fest? Okay, what do you think is what? What's your prediction? Oh man, this. Oh, um, I have two scores that I like, and I'm I'm sitting here battling in my head because I've, I'm envisioning as we talk about this, and as I have done all day in writing this article and everything, I've I've I've, I've sort of tried to play out certain scenarios in my head of of what could happen, and of course. When you do that, you have this expectation. You get excited because you've talked yourself into a victory, and then you're down two nil in the first ten minutes. 
Yeah, oh, well. Um, I believe that Liverpool will be victorious 3-2 to two at Old Toilet. Mm, okay. I think that Liverpool will actually go up 2-0, and they might even go up 3-1, and United will simply not go away. They will, they will inevitably uh, be a pest and a thorn in our sides, but I think Liverpool simply are riding a wave of momentum that we haven't seen since 2013-14 as far as form goes, and offensively, this is the best Liverpool side, I think, of my lifetime. So... Okay. Uh, they, they, they. If they can, if based, and you can only go based on, 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 you know, your, your, whatever your last match is. They say that that's that's your last performance. That's the last thing I can grade you on. Liverpool, the kind of match that they played against Newcastle, that's the kind of match that we would draw nil nil last year, mm. or, or or draw one one earlier this season when we played Newcastle. Same exact result. New, we played so free and so loose. And we came out with an expected 2 0 win. It wasn't Liverpool's best performance, but it was a solid performance. It was yeah. it was getting the job done. They had to beat Newcastle. They did. And, you know, they look good and not great, but they look good doing it. And I just think that right now all all things point to Liverpool being mentally prepared and ready to take the next step towards a Premier League title, and to do that, the title still goes through Manchester, whichever one of those clubs you have to beat. Mm-hmm. It still goes through that city, and I think this is the one where Klopp finally gets his first victory in the Premier League over Jose Mourinho as manager of Manchester United. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, I am not going to go for a ta- uh, high score line. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be very conservative um, again. This doesn't seem to suggest anything that there will be, you know, more than two goal, more two or three goals uh, gap between the two sides. Um, I think you're right. I'm going to agree with you. I think Liverpool will make the step up to show that they can dominate this game and, and really take it to United, which is why I'm going to go for a draw. <laughs> Everything that I've said, I've just contradicted myself in the end. And I, I think, don't think and we I, can go. I don't think we can absorb another draw in this series. Uh, yeah, I know. I think, but I think the the this game will once again um, bring into focus the standard of piss poor refereeing in this league. I think this is what's going to happen. I do want to ask you one thing, yeah. and I want okay, um, a scenario, say. And this has happened before this season, and it certainly it can happen against anyone. This is football, and, and, and as Manchester City proved, no one is invincible. Yeah. Say Liverpool goes up one nil within five minutes. Yeah. Does Mourinho change his tactics? Yeah. See, that's 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 a tough one. Well. He would again. I'm just going to go for the for the the politically and diplomatically correct answer. It would depend. It would depend on why the 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 the, the would be a goal or two. If they're a goal down, maybe not. Depends on why is it that they've they've conceded that goal. Is it because, you know, uh, maybe it's because he's parked the bus and Liverpool have figured out a way to get past the bus. Then they said, okay, this is not working. Go to Plan B. Or is it? 
a case where um, you know uh, uh, one of his, for example, his 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 uh, f- fullback selection is not working. Uh, you know, and they're not they're not being able to deal with Robbo or you know Bomin forward or Salah or. You know, if it's one of those kinds of things, then maybe he might look to 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 do some nip and tucks. But that's that's where I think it probably a change. It. It's just something to consider because I believe that if something hasn't happened by, you know, say fiftieth, sixtieth minute, I think yeah. you could be seriously looking at a draw. I think you're absolutely right about that because I think both sides will say, "Hey, we traded punches, we couldn't land any." But it's where, where the only reason that I'm predicting a 3-2 win is because I believe Liverpool penetrates yep. Mourinho's back line early. And I, that's a 50-50 gamble on my part. I could yep. be completely wrong and it ends 1-1 and, yep. and yep. we all go home sadly disappointed again. But <laughs> and I, I'll be, I, I, you'll be uh, calling you a genius in the next podcast. Like, right, or so are you either going to call me a dumbass or a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's going to be one of those two. And I've been both at various points in my life on more than one occasion. So... Um, I, I, I just I, I think that I think that Klopp just I having seen him at Dortmund, having seen him at Liverpool, Liverpool under him against big name opponents, they seem to always rise to the occasion. That's yeah, that's I'm yeah. going on based on nothing more than that. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, the only person that I'm going to call a dumbass is Stan, and he isn't on the show. So since he's not on the show, I can call him a dumbass. But he knows that I love him. So Stan, I, I love you, but you're a dumbass. <laughs> okay, uh, we have run out of time. Thanks very much, uh, Kri. Um Awesome, 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 awesome chat. Um, yes. Let's hope that um, it's not a damp squib game. Uh, it is going to be a game that is uh, shoot to thrill. Thank you very much, listeners. Um, don't forget to subscribe to us. We are on iTunes uh, and on various Android platforms. Uh, just search for Forecast. That's F-O-A-R-C-A-S-T. We've got two shows, pre-show and post-show. The post-show is called Four Raw. Um, yeah, hope to have you on uh, your listening schedule. Thank you very much much, Kriti. Thank you very much, listeners. Talk to you soon. Take care. Good night. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Good night. Bye.